0: Hello and welcome to the Number My Day Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, DC, and today we have Paul Moore joining us to discuss God in business. Now, this is a previously recorded podcast on another show we really wanted to share with you. So please enjoy.
1: We are here with Paul Moore again. We had a great interview with him and we all decided we just needed to do it again. So, if I can just refresh um, who Paul is to you, he's the managing director of Welling Capital. He's an author, he's an investor, he's a big contributor of Bigger Pocket, and he's a podcast host, to name a few of the things. So, let's welcome him in. Hello, Paul. How are you?
2: Hey, Paul. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm really honored to be back again. (laughs) Yes, we're so excited. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, me too. So, what are we gonna talk about today?
1: So many things. So
0: many things. Yeah, let's talk about uh, God in business. All right. Yeah.
2: Well, fantastic. You know, I had a problem for years, guys. Mm-hmm. I had a problem. It was right here between my ears. <laughs> I had a false dichotomy, and I believed this lie. And the thing is, I kind of knew it wasn't right, but I couldn't seem to get out of it. Yeah. And the lie was that I have a spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And the stuff I pray about and stuff I pray about would include evangelism and church growth and, you know, this and that, the stuff that God cares about. And then I had my other life, you know, (laughs) my business and other stuff. And in my marriage, you know, when things weren't going well, that would fall into the spiritual side. But on (laughs) an everyday basis, you know, it would fall over here. And this dichotomy was a lie. You know, we were all drafted into full-time ministry the day we became believers, and yes. the day we got saved and so you know for us to relegate ourselves our our secular so called secular life to a separate bucket is wrong. You know we have more opportunities I have more opportunities as a business person, yes, to reach people for Jesus than I them any of my pastor friends do the pastors I know they yeah. have very limited reach i mean they have they might mm-hmm. have a podcast or they might be right. able to preach to a thousand people on Sunday, but they typically have very little. Uh, access to the world and the world in general doesn't really know about them yeah. right. and they don't right. care and and so right. they, they think it's been thought for years if we can just get people inside the four <laughs> church walls well you know what it, you know the, the, the world's not interested in coming in for the most right. part right. and so we have opportunities and the question is do we believe that God wants to reach the world where they are Yeah. Mm. do we want to do we believe that God cares about those Business people do we believe that God cares about the land and the you know mm. the environment and the the business and everything else we're involved in yeah. you know some people in Almala. Guatemala did. They believed that God cared about their land. I don't know if you've heard about this, but what happened is years ago, there was a town called Almalanga mm-hmm. in Guatemala and the place was horrible. There were four prisons and they were overflowing. They had to ship wow. prisoners out to other places. Jeez. There was tremendous alcohol, drug abuse, uh, marital abuse, just a terrible, terrible place. And this one farmer almost got murdered and he actually said, that's it. And he put a stake in the ground. He said, I'm going to claim this town, Amalonga, Guatemala for God. (laughs) And he began to pray and he began to cry out to God. And he began to gather other farmers and other people and they repented and they believed that God would visit them. And they prayed that God would heal their land even. And guess I'm what? Sorry. God answered. He did. God showed up in a powerful way. And so n- now they have three harvests a year from their farms. Okay, how do you do that? I don't know how that works. <laughs> They've got carrots as big as a man's forearm. Yeah. There's pictures of this. Uh, they drive, these farmers drive Mercedes trucks to town. They used to do four <laughs> trips a month to town. Mm-hmm. And now they do 40 Oh, goodness. Oh, from four per month to 40 per week, a 4,300% increase (laughs) in their harvest. Alcoholism is virtually gone. Marriages Mm. are healed. All the jails, all four jails closed. The last one became a museum. (laughs) God healed their land. And the thing is, I'm guessing that God cares about your land as well. And he cares about my land because it's an issue of Jesus of the Lord's prayer. Yeah. Jesus said, let's pray on earth as it is in heaven. Hmm. So what's going on in heaven? Is there is there alcoholism and, and poverty and all this nope. stuff? There's not. There's no business failures. There's no, <laughs> no. bad bosses. No. There's no bad employees. What does it look like when the kingdom of God invades earth. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like God's will being done on earth. He says, Your kingdom come, your will be done. And so it's going to look like our business is functioning well. Mm-hmm. It's wow. going to look like People inventing, you know, believers inventing things, new types of media and tech and inventions. Yes. It's going to look like somebody getting a million dollar piece of <laughs> land for $50,000 and you know, sure using is. that to fund other kingdom stuff. Absolutely. Right. And so... Before I I take a break in my rambling here, I just want to make a crazy point. (laughs) Wow. Now think about this. Bill Gates is one of the top three or four wealthiest people in the world. He was the wealthiest person in the world as a young man. Mm -hmm. But he's only functioning at 25% Mm. of your capacity, Ashton. Oh. Let me tell you why. Because – First, he was made in God's image, mm-hmm. but you were too. That's right. And so we're on the same playing field with him on that, but he was made in he, he was made in God's image and he's really maximized that. I'll he tell sure you that. Has. Second, you've got Christ in you, the mm-hmm. hope of glory. He doesn't. Okay. Yeah. You've got third, the mind of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> From what I can tell, he doesn't. And fourth, you've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. God in you. That's right. He doesn't from what I can tell. Wow. And so he's operating at a fourth of your capacity wow. and look all he's at all he's done. So the question is this, if he can get that much done being made in God's image, how much more can you do and how much can I do? If he can do that much being unencumbered by this false dichotomy that I've had, the question is, what can we do? Wow. Look, we've got to start believing in our own salvation. I mean, right there man? it is. There it is. It is. Yes. He says so anyway. what we can
1: do, but yeah, jeez.
0: that's awesome. I have a, a question for you. A couple questions, <laughs> yeah. actually. Is, is today Sunday? And are we inside the four walls today? I mean, uh, <laughs> no
2: way. No way. We're on your four we walls, can talk your about, walls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about God outside the church. Anyway, yeah. does, jeez. Yeah, we can.
2: Goodness. It's about time,
0: right?
1: It sure Good is. Lord. That's been my my soapbox all of the pandemic, that the four walls for a moment were like shut down and so many Christians almost shut down. And I feel like God has pushed people to say, what are you doing between Monday and Saturday? Do you do anything that looks like his agenda? But you're so obsessed with that day when we, as you're saying, have our whole lives to show who he is, what he's about, right. pursue his purposes. Right. And yeah. so many of them are, are frozen and just don't right. know. It's like, the world, no, the world's not coming to an end. It's time for you to step out and do something for him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's good stuff. And the question is: Do we really believe God cares? Do we really believe God cares about our business? Do we believe that He has solutions for the problem? The world is crying out. It is maybe yes. more than I've ever seen yes. for solutions. And the thing is, we got we have access to infinite wisdom, infinite mm-hmm. knowledge. And the question is: Do we really believe He cares and wants to get involved? Yeah, well, I'll tell you about a guy who did. Yes, Matt McPherson. Mm -hmm. Matt McPherson was from, I think he's from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and he had five kids and he would go out and do these evangelistic weekends and he would lead worship at a church for a weekend and he would get like $28 in the offering. (laughs) And this wasn't really working out so well for him. Now, he was also a tinkerer and an engineer and a bow hunter. And he really wanted to create a better compound bow. This was some years ago. Now, the compound bow, the archery bow, was invented in the late 60s, but it always had a problem. It was the two cams on it wouldn't sync up. So Mm -hmm. when they shot an arrow, it would either go left or right or down. (laughs) And he was trying to tinker with it to try to figure out how to create a better bow. Well, one day, God whispered this thought to him, and that was, I have the best ideas in the world for everything if people would just ask me. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt McPherson didn't ask for a solution to world hunger. He didn't ask for the church to get a better building. He said, okay, and it sounded kind of smart, Alec. <laughs> he said, okay, if you've got the best ideas in the world for everything, help me build a better compound bow. Mm-hmm. He believed God cared about everything. He didn't have the dichotomy, I guess. And so about two weeks later, by his own word, Matt McPherson claims he woke up and there was a piece of notebook paper floating in front of his face. It had the three holes, it had the lines, but it had a drawing on it a schematic of a completely different kind of compound bow. So Matt grabs a paper and pencil and he starts copying it and his wife rolls over and says, What are you doing? (laughs) He says, I think I'm having a vision. (laughs) And so he starts copying this down and he goes and gets a patent on this solo cam, the single cam compound bow. Well, fast forward a bunch of years. If you uh, work for Honda, you know they build a whole lot of cars and make a small profit on each car. Now, if you work for Rolls-Royce, you would know that they build a very, very few cars per year, but they make a huge profit on each car. Well, Matt McPherson's compound bow company, Matthews, makes the largest number of bows and the highest profit per bow of any Archery manufacturer in the world. Wow! Wow! And he still walks around the wall, the mall in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, sharing Jesus with people, yeah. even though he's <laughs> extremely wealthy. And he's gone on to invent other stuff, including a really cool, different kind of acoustic guitar. Wow! And so anyway um and But guitars. Um, <laughs> what's that i said bows and guitars yeah i Notice. know and so the, the question is do we really believe that yeah. god would do that for us and honestly i still struggle with it yeah. even though i've overcome this dichotomy yeah. i still don't pray for my business as much as i should and right. i, I yeah. need to be and i'm here to to confess that and tell you guys that this is what I believe, and even mm. talking about it today reminds me mm-hmm. that I want to go ask God for creative solutions for all of our business stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How did that shift happen for you? You know, it just came over time. It just yeah. from listening to different mm. speakers, and honestly, that is what convinced me. And and I've got wow. quite a few more stories like Matt McPherson, but mm-hmm. um, I tell you that it's it's very exciting stuff yeah
1: It is. It it encourages us to pray harder because I think we, Mr. Big Picture here and me like little bitty details that mean nothing, but just really like asking God for it all, you know, not just, okay, well, we did a general, you know, and just help me in this random thing. But just that he really wants to help us. You know, it really says that.
2: Yeah, it's really true. It's amazing. There was a guy who had um, a furniture repair business and talk about problems. He was getting like, he hated all the chemicals he had to breathe every day, even with the masks on. And he said, if I can't come up with a better all natural furniture polish, I'm quitting this business. (laughs) So anyway, he was in his shop, you know, trying to tinker around coming up with this organic natural furniture polish. Mm -hmm. Well, one day he was nice and he decided to be a good husband and go get his wife lunch because she was at home asleep because she was pregnant. So he brought the lunch into her room and she woke up and said, Hey, does this mean anything to you? I just had a dream. (laughs) And she said something like, I'm making this part up, but she Mm -hmm. said like uh, (laughs) C4O2CH3P1. And he's like, Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a chemical formula. Hmm. And she said, well, he said, do you still remember it? She said, yeah. And she wrote it down for him. Wow. Well, he went back to his shop and he combined those elements together and it made the perfect organic furniture polish. And it worked as well as any heavy chemical polish. <laughs> <laughs> So he started making this for himself (laughs) and then he sold it. He started selling it through a local hardware chain. Well, eventually it got some notice and it got purchased by a large national company and it paid him so much money. He was able to go around and do the ministry in his retirement years that he and his wife had wanted Wanted. to do all along. They got a nice RV and they went around and they traveled and they do ministry now. But the question is, do you have any problems in your business? Do you have any <laughs> yes. things yes. that you need to solve? And yes. do you do we really believe God cares? Yes. You know? Goodness. He does care. He does. And he's got the answer. He's got yeah, an infinite <laughs> answers.
0: Why do I try to solve everything by myself I'm, just, I'm still trying not to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is like a um a counseling session you're giving us. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Lay on, couch, yeah. lay on the couch and talk. So anyway, I mean, so historically, we there there so there these two guys got together. I think it was in nineteen eighty-six. It was Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YWAM. And it was also the uh, founder of uh, Campus Crusade, Bill mm-hmm. Bright. And they got together, and they had both had a dream, either the night or the week before, that God showed them that there are seven mountains in the mm-hmm. world. <laughs> and all of culture falls under one of these seven mountains. And they are media, education, government, arts, entertainment, which includes sports, family, religion, and then business. And business includes all kinds of stuff, science, technology, mm-hmm. medicine, commerce. And these seven mountains, um, the people at the top of each of these seven mountains are the ones who have massive influence in the culture. And what they realized is you don't have to be at the very top to influence the top. And there's a lot of stories about this, but well, let's just use a few. So Daniel, Daniel was never the king Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. He was never the king of the uh, empire, but he deeply, greatly influenced Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. In fact, I believe Nebuchadnezzar is the greatest salvation in the Mm -hmm. Bible, if you look at his story. Mm -hmm. Esther, Esther was never the queen. She was the queen, queen. but she was never the top person in Persia. But she influenced the top person. Mm -hmm. She influenced the king Mm -hmm. and saved the entire jewish world Mm -hmm. Um, joseph was never the king of egypt he was just the second in command but he completely influenced egypt and the entire ancient world and so we don't have to be the very top to influence them there's a guy named mark now mark works at a secular company for a secular jewish boss and this Jewish boss, it boss also claims to be an atheist. Hmm. Well, Mark would go around his company and he would actually pray for people and believed he actually had the audacity to believe that God would answer his prayers on the spot. <laughs> so he would say, are you sick? Let me pray for you right now. Well, one day his boss had heard about this. His boss came out and he was holding his head. and He said, I got these migraines. I don't care he's an atheist. I just pray for me. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the guy prayed for him, Mark prayed for him and he got healed on the spot, okay? <laughs> and so now the boss is he really likes Mark. Well, Mark, <laughs> they're going to a trade show in Las Vegas, and they had rented the big zip line there in Las Vegas as part of the thing to do for their customers, mm-hmm. okay? And so they were they were getting ready to do the zip line, and this terrible storm was rolling in, mm-hmm. these big clouds, and it was going to look bad. And, and so the zip line operator says, hey, we're going to have to shut this down yeah. for liability. We can't do this. I kid you not. So the atheist Jewish boss says, oh, no, we don't. Come
1: here, Mark. <laughs> like, Get over here. And so
2: he brings Mark over and he said, hey, Mark, can you just pray that that storm will go a different Look direction? At <laughs> and so Mark oh, goes, uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Give me a minute. And so Mark goes around the corner and he starts texting a bunch of his friends and family. Help! 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 <laughs> Please pray out. Please cry out to God. <laughs> this is what the boss is doing, and Mark can hear the boss around the corner telling this to his customers. He said, "Okay, so we got a storm situation here, <laughs> but uh, we've got this guy at our company, uh, Mark. Oh, he, wow. He's going to pray, and God's going to move the storm, <laughs> and, and wow. we're going to keep going on our zip line. <laughs> so wow. just hang out, guys." <laughs> and wow. So and so, Mark's going. Oh my goodness! Oh, so gosh. somebody texts him back. And says, Mark, I, as I'm praying, I see like a dome of protection over the zip line. Okay. And so anyway, mm. the storm keeps coming forward. And as it's rolling in, it splits and goes to both sides <laughs> of where they were. And someone standing somewhere way, way back took a picture Oh, and it wow. said they said it looked just like a dome oh of gosh. protection over the zip line. Wow, and so they kept the zip line going. Mark got more favor with the I boss oh, And imagine how many hundreds of people, family members, friends, coworkers, all over the country have heard that story now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now think about this. now, Mark's boss is making big decisions. He's making decisions for his company, his product, all kinds of stuff. Who do you think he might call on for advice when he needs advice? Now, Mark's going to not be the owner of that company ever. It doesn't sound like, but he's going to have an opportunity to influence the owner who's going to influence a lot of other people. And so we've got a chance to do this. I think the real problem is, again, the dichotomy. Do you really, really believe that God cares, that God's willing to do this, and that he could use you and me? to change our world wherever we are. Yes.
1: You know, you keep asking that and it just keeps digging, digging, digging in because we say believe, but, you know, my dad loves to say that believe means adhere to in all these other ways because if if I believed it, I should see it. You know, if I believed it, I would use it. So I just hear that, you know, the scripture, Lord, help my unbelief because my belief isn't there. It isn't because if it was there, we would see see the response or we would see it in action, mm-hmm. but we want it to be there. And I think it does start with a desire, but just praying for that belief, that unbelief. and
2: Yeah. Or yeah. just to yeah. think yeah. that... I really like that.
0: Or just to think that God's going to move and part in the Red Sea, but in my life, yeah. in my business, that's just not that important. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, it's not that big of a thing. And that was a big thing, right. but you're a big thing to Him too. You know, yeah. we're important because He also has a purpose for us to glorify His kingdom and all that, but we've got to trust Him and use no, Him. No, it's absolutely
2: true. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, if He can use, look, I mean, all these Old Testament people or if He can use mm-hmm. all kinds of people uh, to to do His will, He can certainly... Uh, he can certainly yeah. use us, yeah. you know, there's, there's no way. And so, you know, it's crazy. Paul was Saul originally, obviously, mm-hmm. and Ananias came to lay hands on him. And in Acts 9, 15, God told Ananias, he said, I'm going to use Saul. That's his name at the time. I'm going to use him to do three great things. I'm going to use him to reach Gentiles, mm-hmm. the lost sheep of Israel and who is the third one? And everybody forgets the third one. The third one is kings. I'm going to use him to influence kings. Now, who are the kings in our day? Mm -hmm. Well, they're the people who influence culture. It's the one or 2% at the top of all those seven mountains. It's the people who um, who create iPhones and Mm -hmm. fashions and tell Mm -hmm. us what's cool and what's honorable and what songs and movies to like. And so if we can influence them, Mm -hmm. we can influence those kings like Paul did, then we can have great influence in society, just like Daniel did with Nebuchadnezzar, Joseph did with the king of Egypt, etc. Because everything is spiritual. Everything is meant to be redeemed for Mm -hmm. God. Everything was meant to be, you know, to be a, a display of God's glory. And as things get really weird and stressful in the culture, mm-hmm. it's going to be an opportunity for us to either cave in or to stand out and be very, very different. And yes. I'm here to tell you and that I'm so glad that you invited me to share on your podcast because mm-hmm. I want to be one of those who's different and who's yeah. making a difference. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I
1: forget yeah. that scripture that talks about known among kings. It's not not about being a king, but like you're saying, this influence um, yeah. with the kings. I want to say it's twenty two twenty nine, but um,
2: what is the proverbs the, I think it's 29? Proverbs. Oh, is it okay? <clears> throat> well, throat> one thing I was just thinking about, Ashton, while you're mm-hmm. looking that up, mm-hmm. did you find it yet? No, go ahead. One thing I was thinking about is, are we trying to kill the resurrected man? I mean, I I was looking in uh, Luke 14 this morning and it said, you know, no one, if anybody wants to come after me, they must basically hate their own life, hate everything in their life. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, in Romans 6, 7, and 8, I think seven times it says we need to die to ourselves, but 42 times it says we're the resurrected man, the resurrected Mm -hmm. man or woman. So we need to be careful not to kill Not to crucify the resurrected man or woman, and what I mean by that is, what if you like real estate? I like real estate. Well, that doesn't mean we have to kill that. Or what if we like music? Or what Mm -hmm. if we like, you know, a certain thing? Maybe God put those likes and those desires in our hearts, so we would love Him in that very realm. Because remember, again, for years the false dichotomy in my head said. Well, maybe someday I'd be spiritual enough to go on staff as an assistant at the church. And then maybe (laughs) I could become an assistant pastor. Maybe I could teach some. See, that's not a bad goal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, why wasn't I just thinking, God, where do you want to use me now? How do you want to use me in my own, you know, my own preferences in real estate investing? Mm -hmm. If I would have been focused on that, I wouldn't have always had this goal that maybe someday I'd be spiritual enough to work at a church. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Which is closed down right now, so.
2: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. You know, if we knew the love and the passion and the burning love God has for us, we would never want to be anybody else. We would want to be just ourselves and Ah. be all that we could be in that human person (laughs) that he made us to be. You know, we wouldn't be jealous to be somebody else, right?
1: Yeah, you're speaking to my identity crisis issues. Um, I did find the scripture. It's Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. This is ESV. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure uh, men. And just sometimes it's not about the kings, but the influence that yeah. what you're doing will have power and change without literally not being the king or queen.
2: Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the guy who years ago, I don't know, twenty, thirty years ago, he actually it couldn't have been thirty. Anyway, it must have been about twenty years ago, he actually used Starbucks coffee and freeze-dried it, and he actually was able to get his little freeze-dried packets in front of the Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks, and he and Howard Schultz flew to him and asked him to come on board and and create those freeze dried little things, and they're actually named after him now, though, yes. after that guy. And he's a passionate follower of Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And Howard Schultz has been known to not be at all. Yeah. And but uh, I wonder what kind of influence that he has had yeah. on him and on Starbucks, even though Starbucks is going a very different direction yeah. from, uh, you know, the gospel in general, and that's their public statements they've made. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's. Yeah. exciting opportunities folks so i when i go out here today i want to just ask god you know what do you, you want to do through me today yeah. yes. what do you want to do what, you know do you you know do are do you want me to keep going in the way i am or do you want me to look to you mm-hmm. before my next call or podcast later today mm-hmm. what am i what am i going to do that would reflect you in me I want to have all of him in all of me. Oh, yeah. John the Baptist says, He must increase and I must decrease. But I think that was the closing of an old era. That was the non spirit filled era. Now we have Jesus in us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit fills you and the Holy Spirit fills me. <laughs> and uh, I get that John the Baptist was decreasing, but I don't think that's a scripture for us. I, I think we should decrease to our pride and yes. our arrogance and all the bad, sinful stuff. Yes. But I think he wants to maximize everything else that we love and that we prefer. And that's what I'm going for.
0: (laughs) He's the one that created us, right? Right. (laughs) Right. He created me, you, Ashton, exactly how we are. For
2: his good. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Good stuff.
1: So much good stuff.
2: I'll be thinking here, Paul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a Bible study session after this. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Speechless. Speechless. I'm never speechless.
0: (laughs) You know, just all these these examples and everything are just, yeah. wow, they're just so encouraging. Because sometimes you feel like you are in it alone. You feel like you're the only person trying to stand for Christ or yeah. have these different struggles when the reality is, is that I mean, we're not alone. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have the Holy Spirit living within us, which is the greatest thing. But there's other people that are striving for the same thing.
2: Right. Yeah, it's really true. It is. And I mean, God, Jesus partnered with people at work. Yes. I mean, like, think about it. He he led a fishing trip where there were no fish. <laughs> yeah, and the commercial fishermen had already failed. But God knows where all the fish are. He turned oh, water into wine. Think about if we could have a business doing that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> like, pretty uh, profitable. <laughs> pretty. Uh, he, see? he found gold in a fish's mouth.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, Peter had a lower tax bill. So did (laughs) Jesus. He multiplied resources that were supposed to feed one to feed at least 5,000. With Mm -hmm. leftovers. That'd be pretty amazing. Imagine if you had a restaurant. I went on a mission trip once to Reynosa, Mexico in 89. Yes. Or 90. And um, we actually bought four big sacks of uh, rice to put in small pouches to give to all these poor people. Mm-hmm. And when we went back the next day, there weren't four bags there anymore. There were eight mm. and uh, nobody could explain it. I mean, it's possible somebody bought four more, but nobody mm-hmm. out there ever claimed it. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, And speaking of corruption in government, look at Zacchaeus. I mean, God (laughs) just visited him and the corruption was reversed. Yes. And he actually gave the taxpayers a 400% return. Maybe the IRS will do that for us.
1: (laughs) Oh, one day. Pray for
2: that. (laughs) Don't pray too hard for that, but
1: maybe in a different way.
2: Right. (laughs) So, yeah, very exciting stuff. And I would love, I mean, I'm literally going to go out of here and just, Ask God, Lord, how do you want to use me today? Yes. What do you want to do in me that only you could do? That yes. if it happens, everybody around me would know that you were getting the credit. I mean, look, I, I, okay, I'll even take the credit, but I'll give God the glory. Is yes. What I'm to say. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's see that happen today. What do you guys think? Should we do it? Let's
0: should, do we it? should Let's do it? All,
2: All right. right. Awesome. awesome. We have we have access. To his counsel to apply heaven's solutions to earth yes. and teach the whole earth and in our sphere for sure what you know what God's ways are. I mean, what Jesus did when he demonstrated healing of people's bodies, he wants to do it in our communities, yeah. mm-hmm. in our business, in the nations. There are broken people, broken systems all through every nation, and he wants to use us to be the fix for those broken systems. Yes. And I think we can do it. What do you think?
0: I think we can. <laughs> yeah, we can do all things through him. that gives us strength. Amen. All right. Ooh. What? That time went fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, thank you, Paul. We appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing with us. Uh, your story and yeah. those other stories. Thanks, DC. Goodness, Thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks Ashton. Thanks DC. You're welcome. I, Thank uh, you. It's really great to be here. Thanks for joining
0: us today. Let me ask you a question. Do you desire to live in your God-given purpose? If so, I believe this 31-day study challenge will help you. Go to numbermyday.com slash 31days to download the workbook and join us on Substack. That's numbermyday.com slash the number 31, D-A-Y-S. I'm looking forward to you joining us in this journey towards living in our God-given purpose.